Hello and welcome to Called Bank Sports. My name is Nathan Mortensen and I'll be bringing you some post-game analysis for the Utah Jazz and the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Jazz moved to five in a, um, to winning five in a row with an absolute rout of the Minnesota Timberwolves. It was a tale of two halves as the Jazz went into the second half with a one-point lead and ended up winning the game with a 32-point lead um, with a final score of 136 to 104. Now, the Timberwolves were missing D'Angelo Russell, but they're still a team with a lot of talent um, with Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards and one of the better defenses in the league. So the Jazz, to be able to come out, make some adjustments um, at the half, especially by improving their rebounding, was just a really nice – just a really nice thing to see. The Jazz have obviously had some rough patches at the beginning of the year, but right now they're sitting at 17 and 7, um, third place in the Western Conference. And frankly, with the best offense in the league and a really solid defense, they are in prime position to continue to fight for that one seed. I don't know if it's going to happen. Both the Suns and the Warriors have been playing really well um so far this season. But the Jazz are really talented, and if they're over the hump and if they're able to continue with their stellar three-point shooting and continue to improve on the defensive side of the ball this year, I see no reason why the Jazz can't get the number one seed. Um, But obviously, I think what a lot of us as Jazz fans are more concerned about is their success in the playoffs. And if Donovan continues to play like he played tonight, those concerns are going to continue to to dwindle, at least for me personally. Um, In 34 minutes, he put up 36 points on 5 of 12 shooting from 3 and 14 of 23 from the field, which when I look at that, 5 of 12 from 3 is awesome. Um, Almost 50%, just stellar number there. But what stands out a lot more to me is that he shot 9 of 11 from 2, which is Something that I often feel like Donovan struggles with is he'll drive and he'll do some crazy things and try to get to the bucket and he'll end up missing a decent amount of shots. So when you look at his stats, he'll have some nice numbers, but then you'll realize he took um, 10 to 15 shots, 10 to 15 two pointers. And if he only makes five to six of them, that's really not where you want to see. So I don't expect to see him shooting nine of 11 from two um, every night. But that's really what led to him having such a big game was having such stellar two-point shooting, which I think is really important. And I'm excited to um, hopefully see that Donovan continues to improve in that and is able to just get better looks and overall become a more efficient player for the team. Now, the team as a whole had an absolutely amazing night. Um, They were 50 of 88 from the field for 56%. Great. And 25 of 54 from three. Um, for 46 for 46%. So just really showing why they're the best offensive team in the league. And they were the best offensive team, even at the beginning of the year when they were shooting around 30 to 33% um, on threes, when Clarkson was in his big slump along with Royce and the jazz just frankly, weren't able to get anything going. So while their offense is probably going to tone down a bit, considering how well they're playing, I do, I do, expect to see them keep the number one ranking throughout the season, especially if their three pointers continue to fall. And hopefully they're going to, obviously we've seen that the jazz as a team can slump, but I don't think we're going to see that um, as much in the future. I feel like statistically things are kind of working out to where the jazz are going to have a lot more um, games that are positive in the three point wise and the three point percentage wise than negative. And 
Speaking of three-point shots, the Jazz are the first team in NBA history to have three consecutive games with 20-plus made three-pointers, which is it, it always kind of boggles me when I see the three-point records get set, since that seemed like something you'd think Golden State would have done, you know, a few years back, especially when you have um, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry just being the lights-out shooters that they are. But the Jazz are going to have some three-point records, and it wouldn't surprise me if at some point this year you see them um, get to uh, the 30 or 31 that you that is needed to set that three-pointers in a game record. But it's exciting to see, and I'm really hopeful to continue to see the Jazz um, shoot as well as they're shooting from three. And to speak of how the three-pointer has just overall changed the NBA game, um, the number of threes taken tonight is crazy to me. So there were a total of, if I'm doing my math correctly on the spot, 183 shots in the game tonight, and 101 of them were three-point shots. And I'm interested to see what the NBA does to um, limit three-point shots, um, just the way that they're taking over the game, since I know that in the long run, it might not be ideal as fun as it is to watch now. And they've definitely kind of removed some of the incentive from taking threes as they've stopped calling um, kind of chippy fouls on threes, the kicking out of the leg, you know, or jumping to the side. But the three-pointer is definitely here to stay. And as the Jazz are able to leverage that to their advantage, they're putting themselves in prime position to have playoff success this year and hopefully finally bring a title to Salt Lake. Looking at the stats, um, when you look at specifically, uh, sorry, when you look at turnovers, which is a stat that Dale and I always like to check out, the Jazz had 15 turnovers um, and only allowed 14 points to be scored off of those turnovers, while the T-Wolves had 20, um, 16 turnovers and allowed 20, 25 points. So the Jazz absolutely took advantage of the Timberwolves in tr- um, on, on the turnovers today, and that's what allowed them to be as dominant as they were. I am very impressed with the Jazz's transition defense that they um, had tonight, only allowing those 14 points. That's something the Jazz struggle with. I believe they're 30th in the league um, when it comes to transition defense, so that's dead last. And frankly, not a favorite thing to see, but if the Jazz are able to improve on that or at least stop turning over the ball as much to allow as many opportunities in transition, they're going to um, continue to just improve defensively. And I feel like that's kind of where the Jazz need to work at, which is an obvious statement considering how they're the number one offensive team in the league. But as they're able to remove some of that defensive burden from Gobert and allow him to um, do what he does best, but also maybe contribute a bit more on the offensive end and not be putting forth all of his energy on the defensive end, I can really only see that being a positive impact for the Jazz. So thank you guys so much for watching. Um, really appreciate it. Please leave a like wherever you're at. Um, subscribe or follow, whatever, <laughs> wherever you're at. And please comment. We really love just continuing the jazz discussion. So thank you guys so much and go jazz.